All right. Welcome back to the Fourth Line Beauties Hockey Podcast brought to you by Could Have Went Pro Media Productions. Um, so what is, what is going on with you, Mr. York? How was your week? Amazing. I actually uh, played in a roller hockey tournament. I didn't even tell you this before, but oh, I played in a roller hockey tournament over the weekend and okay. won and got MVP. Not that that oh. just matters. Nothing, but felt good. It was nice. It was fun. Really hockey with the boys. I yep. love really roller hockey as much as I quite do ice hockey, but I'll yep. take it. It was fun as fuck, and it's with a good, good group of guys, and I'll take it. Yeah, absolutely. We uh, that's funny you mentioned that because I just played the week before that in a roller hockey championship that I'd never played roller hockey as a goalie before. Um, and how I did that go? Uh, I played with Rick and, and, and Matt. They invited me out. Uh, Rick was like, hey, man, like our goalie's out. We we need a player. I was like, dude, like I've never played roller hockey goalie before. Like it's probably going to be a shit show. And uh, he's like, I don't care, man. We need a goalie. I was like, okay. So I show up, whatever. And so I played Where with Where was them. it? Uh, it was over at Frazier. Did you know they put in a, a roller rink there? Yeah, no, I played. I, I do. They, they What day was it on? uh third tuesday 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 it was on tuesday yeah yep they play in that league huh yeah was yep. it good was it fast uh i can't i only played two weeks so i didn't really get to see the scope of all the other teams that were in there i know the two teams that we played um i don't know we can talk about this i think roller hockey yeah, it's a good good little debate here I think the, the difference in roller hockey and ice hockey that the ice hockey players have such a distinct advantage over roller hockey players because we've been playing longer and like our just our hockey IQ is, is, is on a different level than roller players. So like where we I would say the there, hockey IQ for sure. Yeah. So like where we cycle the fucking puck and like, and, you know, kind of set people up for bang, bang plays like roller hockey guys don't have that same kind of mentality and like, real good ice hockey players have like an like they just attack you know what i mean they just play on the offense the whole time yeah and, roller hockey it's, it's a lot yeah. to bring it back bullshit because exactly. there's no offsides and no icing and it makes a huge difference i've been playing roller hockey so like i probably started real quick i probably started playing hockey when i was like eight years old which is real late mm-hmm. and uh, i started playing roller hockey first and i didn't put ice skates on until i was 14 i'm an all right ice hockey player i was I like loved roller hockey and I love ice hockey so much more roller hockey. Now to me, it's so whack after playing competitive ice hockey for sure, but I still play with the boys, but it's literally such a different game and I don't enjoy it as much as I, as, as ice hockey. Cause I don't, cause it's so much of the slowdown, even in our tournament, like it's control the puck, wait for an opportunity, right. Take it up and score. And there's, it's like lacrosse, uh, it's like eight to seven or like yeah, 10 to eight. 100%. And I was noticing a lot with these guys and I was telling my team, it was like, you know, like that's all you have to do on the goalie is make one move and you're going to score. Like the goalie can't, can't move. So exactly. like, like, exactly. And the, so like the other team, they came up and play, were playing against us or whatever. They just come in and shoot on me. They had a break, a huge breakaway. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Like right? you make one move. I can't do anything. I can't move I side to side. So like, and they, they make these roller flies for goalies too. Yeah, I did see that. Flag. And then one of the other goalies had, had that, that I played with the, like the second week in the championship or whatever. So he can move a little bit, but I mean, it's still obviously it's still not, not the same. 
And not at all. Not at all. I will oh. say I got a lot of my hands from playing. Like almost, I oh, got all my hands from playing. For sure, I, I was definitely noticing like the top tier like like guys that were out there. Their hands were so fucking fast, and I honestly think that's because they don't wear any fucking shoulder pads or elbow pads, and they're just literally they can move so effortlessly out there. Nah, the I think the puck's so also the yeah. puck's lighter. The, and puck's the puck lighter. is lighter. I'll give that. I'll give that to you. Flying with those hands out there, which is pretty. It's, it's interesting it's a it's a completely different game so isn't um, it yeah. isn't it even my buddy danny and i talk about it all the time but we can't like it's not as fun as ice yeah. anymore to me unfortunately i still play because i love the boys that i play with but yeah i totally yeah. totally feel that so um so before we get into the nhl talk we've got some big news from the beard league front um the boys we're, we're going to the championship so this was a huge week for the team here. Um, we, uh, we had to close out the series against the Devils. And uh, I'd say we probably played our most complete game that we played all season. Um, we faced a little adversity with the refs get kind of trying to get in the way of this game. And the boys stayed calm. And uh, we, we managed to uh, pull out the win in a, what was it, a 6-2 to two victory. Yes, sir. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a huge win, man. I I really thought our team really came together on that on that game, and we played our best game of the year. So, I mean, what, what how were you feeling out there? I mean, you you were a huge factor out there. I think you had two Genos and, a, and an apple uh, in the game, two so Genos, you were out there flying. Two Genos and an apple. I was feeling good, honestly. For I'm sure whoever's listening to this that knows me knows that sometimes I have a temper out there. Uh-huh. And for those those that don't know me, I have a temper out there. <laughs> and they were hacking the shit out of me. I think Dinger can attest. I literally took a knee, like two trips. The guy held sure. me to the ground. And I didn't say a word. Yeah, I got I gotta say hats off to you because I was fully expecting a meltdown out of you. <laughs> and um he you really you really pulled it together. I was very proud of you. Um there was even a moment when our quiet guy, it really blows, text blows my mind, man. The guy won't say a goddamn word to anybody in the locker room. He doesn't talk to his own teammates. And then he'll go out there and just absolutely berate a referee. And you're like, where is this coming from, bro? Like, what is happening right now? So he had to calm like- down a little bit. You you went to his side and you gave him a little aid and told him to calm down. I was like, who is this York guy out here? acting like you, championship. You, you, turned, you turned a new leaf and i was i was very proud of you out there fucking playoffs bud <laughs> i win champion i win ships dude when we're in the season it's fuck around time and when it comes playoff time all serious captain yep. serious so now as uh, as we said last week i i um the one thing that sucks about about our league is that the championship is only one game um, when you play the series for the first two, um, I, I really just feel like that championship should also be a series um, to really wow. kind of solidify who the best team was in the playoffs. Um, but, you know, we just got to show up and, and, and play a really good game. This, this team plays very similar to how the first round team we played, the Whalers, where they, they basically try and stretch us. It's most, like most uh, beer league teams that are any good. They, they'll, they'll send their two guys high and try and stretch you, and then they'll have their best guy go get a full head of steam trying to go coast to coast and score on you. Um, so we've got 
I believe we've got a good plan in place to try and negate this situation. And I really like our chances, man. I really do. I can't wait to fucking throw my shit off and go crazy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Same, bro. So it's really don't cool. Worry, we will. I'm confident. I'm Our trophy you. is is a is a miniature Stanley Cup. Uh, it's about two feet tall, and it is uh, it is quite the spectacle. My name is carved into the trophy already because I won two, last year um, uh, with the Red Wings. So I'm trying to go back to back. That'd be that'd be nice. Oh shit! So you're the fucking difference maker. Yeah, well, that's what I tried telling the Red Wings before they didn't draft me, and then I told them before uh, before the season started. I was like, "You guys are gonna regret that," and I'm gonna make it to this championship. And now we're here, and <laughs> I I think C is definitely definitely regretting his choice of not drafting me on his team, and uh, it will it will make it a lot more sweet of a victory if we uh, we take this uh, this championship to throw it in C's face a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Well, let's slide over to a little bit of NHL talk. We've got we've got some different things that we we need to get to. Some uh, some interesting things happen throughout the week. I do want to start off with uh, Patrick Marlowe um, setting the uh, NHL most games played. Um, he takes it over from Gordie Howe. Um, I mean, that's just an absolute unreal accomplishment. Absolutely. Yeah, played in over 1,700 NHL games. I mean, that's that's just the epitome of longevity and just staying healthy and having just an absolutely outstanding career to be able to be in the league for this long is just – it's absolutely absurd. I saw a stat that said he's played with 37% of, the, of anybody that's ever played in the NHL. Yeah, that's – Fucking ridiculous! Absolutely, with like over a third of any NHLer of all over the hundred and however many years of the yeah. NHL. Yeah, so there was like eight thousand players in the NHL or something that that have ever played in the NHL or, or something along those lines. He's played with like three thousand of them. Like that's crazy. Um, there was another stat that was like, I don't know, fifteen percent. That could be off, but it was something like fifteen percent of the NHL wasn't even born. Born, yeah. NHL players born. weren't even born when he first got drafted or first played his first NHL game. Right. Um, and th- there was another crazy stat from that as well. It said that he uh, he has played in 70% of the San Jose Sharks games in franchise history. Seven. Yeah, nobody, nobody's ever going to beat that. No. I mean, that's that's just crazy. Uh, and, and you look at some of, like, you know, Gordie Howe records, and those are kind of, like, the records that are, like, the ones where, like, no one's ever going to touch him again. Or, like, Wayne Gretzky's, some of his stats are obviously ones that, like, I don't think will ever be touched besides maybe the goals. Um, but, Ovi. Um, yeah, I mean, that's uh, – this is another another one of those things where I, I don't think this – after this is over, whatever his final game in the NHL is, I don't think this this is ever going to be touched again. Like, the game yeah. is, is so fast, and they're getting rid of players so quickly and, and you know, not trying to sign these guys to crazy long contracts and stuff like that. You're just, never, you're just not going to see another guy that can stick around and play in this league as long as he has. And It makes just, me wonder how many uh, games played Yager had because he must have been close, right? Because like, he think, seemed let's... to play forever. 
And what's even crazier is how old is Patrick Marlowe? Like 43? I don't know. Let's, let's see really quick. Patrick Marlowe is 41 years old. 41 years old? So yeah. he beat Gretzky's record like nine years faster. Because mm-hmm. Gretzky – or Gretzky. Gordy Howe, excuse me. Gordy Howe is like 48, 49 when he finished. And let's see. Even like Lidstrom and people played until they were like 42. So it's crazy. That just means that Patrick Marlowe had a really great lucky career where he probably didn't, didn't, he obviously did not get hurt a lot Mm -hmm. and played like almost all all the games. That's crazy. Yeah. uh, There was another wild stat that it was like he'd he'd only missed like, and it was under 50 games his whole career. I mean, that's what I'm saying. That's believable. It has to be, right? Yeah, to, to get there that quickly. And and for a while, obviously, when he was in San Jose, they were making the playoffs a lot. So, like, they, you know, he was going on some runs and getting right. some of those extra games. But he's also played in over, like, 125 playoff games. So, I mean, he's knocking up the list for for most most playoff games as well. So, um, I did, did – did you see the gloves that he got for uh, that so- preview? Those are so sick, man. Those and are... they had the three teams that he's been on. Yeah. I mean, that's. That was so cool. Yeah, that's on such a good hand. touch. And, you know. What was the... it? The, it's the Penguins, right? Penguins, Toronto, and. Yep. Uh, and Sharks. Yep. And it had the amount of games played on one thumb. Yeah. he will have those forever. Oh, forever. Those things are going in a going in a, a, a shadow box. Going to right grandkids one day. Oh, yeah. So hey, that that was a really good good feel good story, and then you obviously had uh, Vegas and uh, Minnesota yeah. doing individual players like the whole team going up and shaking his hand like that's the ultimate sign of respect. It just shows you class, how, how close close and niche like the NHL is with with all the players that to show that kind of respect for a guy that obviously like you know they don't they might not have like a ton of experience with, but to show that that you know they're all there together for one reason as to play in the NHL and for that guy to be there for that long really shows, uh, makes a good statement for the league. So, absolutely. Um, so yeah, that is the end of the Marlowe talk. So I want to switch gears over to, um, um, Vegas is making a little bit of a he- headlines right now because of their, uh, their goaltender Panda, uh, Latner comes out and he's ripping the NHL um, a little bit for uh, getting the uh, COVID vaccination. Um, he says that they're for- forcing the players to get this vaccination. He went on like a 10 minute rant um, about this and said that, you know, if, if uh, all the players were to get the vaccination, that they would loosen some of the protocols on um, some of the stuff that, is keeping the players safe, like the isolation in the uh, hotel rooms and staying, you know, in your rooms and stuff on road games and stuff like that. Um, And so what he said is like, it feels like that he's uh, being, being trapped and that he's in jail. Um, He has came out over the last couple of years and said that he's been struggling with um, mental health issues. He's been diagnosed with being bipolar um, and said one of the worst things for someone who's bipolar is being isolated. And, um, you know, he's, he's, he's really struggling with it right now and um, kind of giving the NHL a little bit of a piece of his mind. So 
I don't, I don't know. It's a, it's a touchy subject for sure. I definitely feel like those guys absolutely got to be vaccinated. They're traveling all over the place. Um, but yeah, I just don't see kind of a way around them not being isolated after these games and stuff, because, you know, they've got to get on, get all these games in. I mean, if you go and look at Colorado right now, that's dealing with a, with a COVID spike, they've got four guys that are out and they're about to, they are postponing games and stuff. And it's like, we got to get these games in. And if everyone's co-mingling with each other after these games and it goes throughout the whole rest of the league, like, what are we going to do here? We're going to have to shut the league down. So it's, it's kind of a tough situation, but I do see where he's coming from where it's like, you know, they've been dealing with this now for like a year, especially on his team in Vegas, they made a deep run and it's like, you know, he's been extra isolated for a long time. So but it's not going like when you know you know you know better than anyone you're a goalie yeah. so for any player who plays hockey if you get on the ice with like other shit on your mind that doesn't work you have to come it's just like meditation kind of yeah to, to an extent i know it sounds crazy for people who don't play hockey but you got to come into it with like this you know and if you're all messed up in your in your head you're not going to be focused it's just like any job you yeah, know, you need to be focused. And if your mental health isn't there, then it needs to be taken care of. I'd say I don't know what the way around it for the vaccine is either, but he definitely deserves the attention. Of speaking out, I don't know, like he's good for him for speaking out. Yeah, and it's kind of another one of those situations where you can see he's getting paid millions of dollars, so kind of like shut the fuck up, <laughs> deal with it. But um, you know, when it but it does come down to the the whole mental health aspect of him being bipolar that that kind of makes the situation a little more sticky. Um, so uh, hopefully, you know, COVID the COVID stuff stops spiking and that they can kind of get back to some normalcy. But I, I really don't see any kind of normal situation coming back until at least at least next year. I mean, right. uh, they're they're gonna you know play this thing out with isolating everybody for the whole rest of the season and definitely through the playoffs because they can't have these massive spikes for playoffs and have a bunch of guys be out. And I mean, they do the bubble again. Yeah. It it would just ruin the whole, the whole playoff situation. So, I mean, season's almost over with. So, I mean, they they just gotta, just gotta deal with it, I guess. Yeah. It's a shitty situation. Uh, so something you had mentioned to me uh, before we started here was uh, was Backstrom. Um, he played in his uh, thousandth game uh, this uh, the other day. I mean, that's another guy. It's uh, you know a huge milestone. It's definitely uh, getting a nice a nice Rolex for his contribution to uh, to the NHL and the Capitals. There, um, that guy's crazy. I love Backy, and he doesn't even seem like he's played a thousand games. I've, like. He's so, like, overshadowed by Ovi that he doesn't even get the respect he deserves, I don't think. He's, like, dry sidle in a sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know? Yeah, he's, like, a silent crazy. assassin out there, man. He just exactly. he comes and in he and he gets could... his job done and he does it at a high level, but you're right, he gets overshadowed by the big names. Yeah, and his consistency, though, is insane, dude. Like, he's, he's never talked about in the playoffs, but he's always an integral part, like, especially on their power play. He's the one always making beauty passes to Ovi or Carlson. 100%. 100%. I mean, 
if you take Backstrom out of that lineup, they're not they're not even close to the same team. Who they get? They oh my god! Did even Ovi loves Backy so much? I saw in an interview. They asked Ovi because his contract's coming up, I think this season or next season. Mm-hmm. And he looked over at Backy and he's like, "If you stay, I stay. I stay. Where, <laughs> I go where the Backstrom go. I yep. swear. I don't doubt it. I, they've been playing together for I don't even know how many years, but they're they're a hundred since Ovi came into the league. Yeah. So I mean. That's that's like his Malkin. Sydney's Malkin is fucking hundred percent. Yeah, I mean that's 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 you're absolutely right on that. And the when they feel like once they they added Oshi to the picture, kind of you know took away from from their you know dynamic a, a little bit. Like name wise, like attention wise, like Backstrom wasn't getting as as much attention as he used to because they brought Oshi in and Oshi's obviously captain america and you know he brings headlines when it wherever he goes especially after that uh that olympics uh uh stint that he pulled with all those goals um but um yeah i mean backstrom's just a a hell of a player man he's he's so goddamn good and game in and game out and thousand games you're right it doesn't even feel like he's been in the league that long but when you go back and look at all of his uh his stats i mean he's he's definitely going to be up there for being a being a hall of famer i would think for sure so after this show if you've never looked up nicky backstrom highlights on youtube go do it right now and tell me that he's not one of the sickest players oh at least definitely one of the best playmakers probably in the nhl for sure for sure and like I said, he's he's the heart and soul of that Capitals team, and they they would be they would be significantly worse if he he went down or they didn't have him on the squad. So um, he's he's a grinder out there, man. He he makes shit happen on on both sides of the of the ice, and he's just an absolute beauty out there. Um. So we uh, in our first episode there, we, we were talking about the uh, some of the trades that that went on. And um, we did want to uh, talk about um, Mantha um, absolutely ripping it up with with Washington um, through the first uh, four games. He has a goal in each of those games. Um, I can so, line with Oshi. Yeah, and we're sticking with the Washington talk here. We got we got to mention Mantha. I mean, that's that's uh, they're they're looking at this trade like they just found gold, and Mantha's uh, obviously man excited to be there, and he's starting to put, make some shit happen out there. It's uh, it's nice to see. It's nice to see because he wasn't doing that for us in uh, in Detroit because uh, Detroit was obviously so miserable. Um, it's hard to get up for uh, for knowing that you're going to get your ass kicked uh, game in and game out. But once you kind of put put a guy on a contending team, uh, he changes his whole attitude around, and then all of a sudden he starts putting some goals in the net. Would you look at that? Yep. Killing it. I love Mantha. Goal scoring. I said in the first episode, he's going to do great there, and he's doing great. Yes. Um, and what was the – Oh. Um, it was a, another along the lines of the trade or whatever. So it was a kind of a funny story. Um, we were talking uh, Toronto uh, just ta- uh, traded for goaltender uh, uh, David Ritchie, I believe is how you say his last name. Riddick, I think. Riddick. It, I think there it. we go. Once again, guys, you just got to bear with me. I'm fucking miserable with names. Um, <laughs> and this will be a contending uh, cycle for every episode that I can't, fu- I can't say a goddamn name to save my life. So, anyways, they uh, they traded uh, with Calgary to get to get him um, over to Toronto, and uh, Calgary and Toronto were 
playing um, the next day. Um, so he actually flew on the plane with Calgary to Toronto after they had just traded him. Um, and uh, after, and then he went and played in the game the next day. And um, after that, they, they did an interview with uh, Lucic and said that they were definitely giving him some chirps on, on the plane ride over there. And uh, it's just, uh, <laughs> it's just a super interesting story. You, you know, usually sometimes in these trades, you know, uh, there's some bad water between guys in a franchise or whatever. And um, it's kind of just a, 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 definitely a unique story that you don't hear about often is that a guy literally gets traded and then flies with his former team to his new team to play in a game the next day. I mean, that's a pretty I'm sure they hazed him a little bit. I'm sure they gave him a little hazing. Oh, for sure. I mean, they're, 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 there'd be no way that he got off that plane without somebody saying some shit to him. So if I, if I was that goalie, I'd be I'd be coming in on that on that uh, that plane ride. I'd just be rocking Toronto everything the whole the whole way there. As soon as I knew I got traded, I would have just went to the store, bought a jersey, fucking bought a hat. I would have came on that plane like lit up in Toronto colors, and they would have just had to deal with me for however long that flight is to to Toronto. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is a unique situation. It's it's weird and funny all in the same bit. Ironic. So CPS NHL shit. So sticking with the the uh, the Canada situation, the uh, the OHL, um, they are not playing in their their season this year, um, which uh, because uh, Ontario um, is spiking very hard with uh, COVID right now. Um, they just didn't feel like it was safe to bring the players um, in and have them traveling around and stuff like that, which I completely understand. Um, they're also in my world, the golf, uh, the golf world that I run my other podcast, um, they're the one of the only places um, I think in the in the world really that has closed down all of the golf courses. You can golf in all the rest of Canada except for Ontario, and they've shut down all all of this. So everyone there is all back down in lockdown, like twenty four seven again, um, like it was mm-hmm. back in the originally, like back in March of last year, and. Um, so it's it's a tough tough situation, man. It's I feel so bad for these these young players that you know they use OHL to showcase their their talent <laughs> to go D one or to get a, an NHL contract and to get seen, and they're just throwing away another, almost two years uh, that we haven't seen the OHL. And it's like, what are these guys supposed to do? Like they got to go try and play in some other league and get picked up or you know, go play in Europe or something. And it's like, that's, that's a, that's a tough bargain, man. Bad man, that's a real luck of the draw, short end of the stick type of yeah. situation. Yeah. I just don't know how that's going to affect like the draft on top of that. You know what I mean? Like a I mean, lot the of drafts already like a random dart throwing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How, who are they watching? Who did they right. watch last year? Exactly. So now you're, you're just throwing away another year of a player's potential film that could have gotten them, you know, drafted or, or whatever. And it's like, so like I said, what are these players supposed to go do? I mean, they, they, they have to be able to showcase their talents and be able to make the next step or whatever. And with these leagues closing, I mean, it's just, I, these guys are going to have to find somewhere else to play. I don't even know if it's even possible for them to find another place to play. Like, are they just now allowed, if, if the OHL is shut down, are they allowed to just go pick up on another team? Like, or like, uh, they have right, those players have 
rights to be able to do that, or is it, are they just straight owned and they can't play for another team? I know. I would hope not, but even if still, it's like then there's going to be an over-influx in the other leagues, so that'll also mess things up a little bit. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I mean, it's that's a... That's a <clears throat> like what, so then, then it's going to be tougher to get into other leagues because there's exclusive leagues? Right. Yeah, it's it's a crazy situation. Obviously, everything's getting thrown off with COVID and stuff, but I think it'll be interesting to see after all of this finally calms down. We've been saying this forever that oh, the COVID—it's almost over. Just just wait it out, whatever. But to see like four or five years down the line how this ends up really affecting everybody um, will be crazy to see with like the NHL, the OHL, just like the expansion draft and stuff like that. It's gonna be gonna be pretty wild yeah i think that we'll see a lot of like random third round draft picks that end up being absolute superstars because nobody knew anything about anybody 100 <laughs> percent. yeah i know that's totally something that that could happen because you know we just don't know anything about any of these players um I have a bad to 256 pick yeah <laughs> yes our main man the magic man uh so um, so I did want to talk about Spencer Knight. He, uh, he played in his, uh, first NHL game with, uh, Florida. He gets the victory, um, as a goaltender. Um, I just, I think this kid has such a bright future. He's so goddamn good. Um, and, um, obviously in Florida, they've kind of, they're, they've been struggling with trying to find a real goalie for a while. And all of a sudden they've got probably the best goalie prospect in a, in a long time on their team now. And I don't know what his contract situation is. If he has like a two-way contract or a three-way contract or, or some, you know, something along those lines where um, if he's going to be called up a lot, or if it's kind of like a, you know, a one, one time thing, and uh, then he's going to get sent back down or, or whatever. But um, I really he like this guy. And I, I think he's going <laughs> to be an absolute stud in the NHL for a long time. So, yeah, he looks really good out there. I mean, I'm like a go with a hot hand kind of guy, but who knows? I mean, 100%. I, if, if, um, you know, if, Florida's on such a uh, uh, such a hot streak right now, anyways, um, and they've been getting some good goaltending uh, out of their um, out of their goalies the last last couple of games or whatever. But um, you know, if they're they're looking for like a permanent fixture, I mean, they they got to give the kid a look at least. You'd think he was drafted 13th overall um, in the 2019 draft, so. Um, and obviously we saw what he did, um, in, uh, the gold medal game, uh, for the junior, um, fucking whatever the fuck that shit's world juniors. Yeah. World juniors. There we go. Turn your fucking brain on Nick. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. Hey, he was a fucking absolute stud in that championship game, uh, for the United States. And, you know, I, I kind of felt like the, that was the reason the United States won gold, um, was because he had, time, he had such a hell of a game that day um and uh yeah i just i really like his play he's he's cool calm and collected out there man he's that's that's the kind of goaltending you need out there uh all right so um 
kind of one of the last couple of things that we want to talk about before we dive into a couple of segments here is uh, we got to watch uh, the Dallas Stars uh, Red Wings game the other day. And um, we just want to address how absolutely nasty the Dallas all white, like retro jerseys are. Those things are so fucking filthy, man. Those unis look like, uh, I don't know if, I don't know if it's like Gretzky 99, but in that, in one of those games, the Dallas stars have those same jerseys, but the green ones where the star is like at the bottom and dude, it just reminded me just of that. And they were so clean, all white, yeah, all white, everything. They look so nice. Yeah. Having the pants white (laughs) is is a good touch. I I really like the, the, the white shells on, on them and they, they, they look so sick. I, they're way better than those fucking gross-ass highlighter jerseys that they were trying to wear last year. I did not like those jerseys at all. Um, but switching over to these these whites, is they're, they're fucking sick. I want to buy one just because how dirty it looks for real. I, yeah, I, there, there's a few of those retro jerseys that are rolled out this year that, I've, I, that I'm absolutely in love with. I absolutely love uh, the Coyotes one, that purple one is, is super, super sick with the, with the old logo on it. With the old um, it. Yeah. And then I absolutely love the Vegas's jersey. That red jersey is so fucking sick. It's so like fucking that? sick. Yeah. I, I'm in love with, with Vegas and I really love that jersey. And uh, what was the other I one? I hate Pittsburgh, but I like the. Yeah, yeah, that they're, they're, like that's classic. a classic. Uh, they're they kind of going back to, like. to the the um the Yager uh fucking what's it fucking Lemieux. Uh, Lemieux days with that with that jersey. I I, I really like those jerseys. Mario. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's there was another one that, that I really liked though. Oh, the the fucking um the Whalers jersey, the Hurricane uh the Whalers jerseys. Dirty. Like like the green those is so fucking sick. Um, they're gonna bring the whalers back one day i yeah, hope so yeah. man I, I have a hat waiting for that because uh, i don't know if you know but i've got i got like the hat king bro in high school we were told uh that we were allowed to wear wear hats in high school and i was lazy as fuck and didn't feel like doing my hair every day so i just toss a bucket on and i would just rock a hat every day so i probably have a hat for i have a hat for any outfit that you could ever fathom um <laughs> I have upwards of at least a hundred hats and I've thrown away probably Holy another hundred hats that I just don't wear. So Jeez, it's, it's ridiculous. You but love hats. I love hats. Um, so last thing we want to talk about before we move into these segments is uh, I don't know if you guys saw, it was a kind of a, a clip um, that surfaced today. I think it was from last night's game, but uh stall standing in front of the net uh, well, he had the, the defenseman absolutely burying his stick into him every two yeah. seconds cross-checking. It was Yanni Gord. It was a forward oh. who came oh, up and tried Lord. to, like, check him. And it looked like he he was acting like Stahl cup checked him, but he didn't. He, like, ran into his stick and fell over. And then he's just absolutely cross-checking him in the leg, like, three times. Pushes him in the back. Gives him a cross-check in the back. Stahl's just watching the play, watching the play. His defenseman shoots, he tips it in the net, turns around and just puts his hands in the air. What a vet play. Absolutely that true. <laughs> he was acting like that didn't even hurt. Um, like he he took at least four or five direct like cross checks yeah. straight to the lower yeah. back that would have crippled most men. And I lost um, my cool after the second time. 
Yeah, and that's what you said to me before before we started talking. Is that after the second one, you would have turned around and probably dropped the mitts with that kid, <laughs> um, which is absolutely respectable. I understand that because um, no one's out here trying to take fucking sticks to the lower back. Um, but yeah, to show that kind of like pure vet move right there, just not even reacting and then getting the goal and turning around and looking at his fucking dumb face is probably so kind of play, dude. I loved it. I'm sure his coach was absolutely loving it. Um, because, uh, you know, he gets back to the bench and the biz is like, yeah, like I didn't lose my cool out there. You know, I, I would have absolutely two hand that guy for even looking in my direction, like, oh, my God. And to take four cross checks in a row off your back, like, oh, my God, that's absolutely a sign for murder. I just absolutely, like, take my skate off and try and kill like small. That kid was, like, trying to fight him the way that he was. And I'm just like, wow. Wow. Doesn't even flinch. Goal. Goal. Uh, okay. Captain so. Mike play. Gonna move on to a couple of segments here. So we're gonna do the the hit of the week. All right. And we gotta talk about Alex Kilhorn. Absolutely Alex Kilhorn. Kilhorn, my bad. Once again, here we go. Um he absolutely buries somebody coming up the middle middle of the ice. Um just had his head down, wasn't even looking. Um, full yard sale, just absolutely buries this guy. Um, and then has to drop the mitts, uh, right after to, to fight. And he held his own in the fight too. Um, totally, you know, the boys, boy. the boys buzzing. Um, he's not exactly one of those guys that, you know, you expect the big hit from and, uh, throw hands. Um, but that was probably one of the biggest hits I've seen in a while. I mean, we, we were, we were spoiled rotten with getting Cronwall hits every, uh, every other couple games. And, and that was a Cronwall and an open ice, beautiful play, dude. Yeah. What a beautiful play. And it was Nietzsche who got wrecked by the way. And yeah. he's, yeah. And he just tosses this guy around and watching it right now, he's throwing mitts, but he's literally just ragdolling him. It's crazy. I mean, I would imagine away. he was so pumped up after that hit that he just laid down. Gates the, away and does does the pump up to yeah, the crowd yeah. after. Gets the, gets the crowd pumped, the classic NHL, uh, when you're done <laughs> with the fight, toss the hands and throw the hands up. Like, yep. the bar was fully boosted for the rest of the team. That was oh, yeah. uh, that was an absolute oh, yeah. thrill. Your adrenaline um, starts pumping after you see your buddy do that. Oh yeah, I mean the, the you got to go back back to the bench and absolutely scream for the boys like let's get it fucking going here because uh, oh yeah I'm doing everything I can fucking yeah. nasty nasty hit and uh and going down in a scrap right yeah. after I mean less words need to be said for you need to be riled up after that all right second segment we've got goal of the week this is week fourteen of the NHL. And we've got two candidates. So I'm going to make a, uh, a video after this with both the goals. And we're going to get some uh, some Instagram participation with this. I need uh, everybody to go vote on, on what we think is the, the better goal of the week here. So we got McJesus, uh, McDavid going fucking coast to coast, splits both these and goes top cheese. I mean, 
It's, it's both D's and goes top G. It's it's something <laughs> he does every game. It feels like, but it's just like a kid's so fucking nasty. I mean, he's so he tripped on the way down. While yeah, he's, he's getting hit by both D too, like, and still maintains puck control and still is able to get it uh, like top shelf. Is it's just absolutely ridiculous. And he just is like walks by Petrie, which I don't like because I like Jeff Petrie a lot as a defenseman. Not to mention that he went to Orchard Lake St. Mary's and he's from the area. Shout out Jeff Petrie. Oh, shit. Okay. But he fucking walked around like nothing, going just like 100 miles an hour on his skates. Doesn't even need to do much because he's going so fast. The goalie just expects the shot right when he's free and he waits and waits and waits. And then. Pops you right over the shoulder, bud. Nothing you can do. I just, I feel like if if you're a goalie uh, <laughs> facing Connor McDavid and you see his ass <laughs> coming with that speed, you're just like, might as well just give him the whole net. I mean, right. you're not stopping, right? Him, like, right? No just chance. like walk out, or do do like the just throw the net off? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, just turn around, toss the net off, like. Uh, do it do whatever you guys start throwing your equipment at him as he's coming down yeah. the ice like i, I don't right. know w- what the answer is for he'd still Maybe probably dangle around your equipment like it you, see, you know what goalie should start doing is like if they see mickey d going to split the d yeah. which is, i did not mean to just do that <laughs> <laughs> if you do though or if they do they should just do the dominic hasha can like start skating out and just stack the pads and like yeah, let I'm him just go you, flying like Marion Gabrick did. I'm telling you, McDavid would just dangle around him, dude. It wouldn't even matter. Maybe. Wouldn't even matter. Maybe. It's, it's or just like flick it over him. <laughs> McDavid would just like chip the puck over the top of the exactly. two pads back and just pick it up on the other Jump. side, like go around the net and put it top shelf. Like, <laughs> like there, there's there's no stopping this kid. It's unbelievable. Um, and then for the second candidate, um, we got uh. Uh, from Florida, we got Declare just with some absolutely nasty hands in the zone. He's got um, a forward and I think a defenseman like right on top of him trying to take the puck from him. He's, you know, going back and forth, uh, you know, trying to trying to keep the puck away from him. He waits and holds and then puts it between the defenseman's feet, um, gets it right over to Huberdo and Huberdo cross ice, top shelf. Capcetta, blocker side. It was dirty. Just absolutely nasty. Just four um, guys coming to swarm him. He's making a couple moves, trying to open up space, waiting for his boys to get in position. Makes a little chip pass through somebody's legs. Uberdo top cheddar. I, it's just absolutely filthy what some of these guys can do in the league. And uh, Florida has been on quite the hot streak, and they've been getting a lot of goals. And um, that wasn't the the only highlight uh, from from them that this week uh huberdo did a, a spinorama uh and then passed it over to declare for a goal uh, i couldn't find like the highlight it was on like nhl's top plays or whatever but um it it was another just nasty goal if you got time go look go look that goal up it was it was sick so um the, but those are the top two candidates we're gonna roll with for this week and like i said i'm gonna make a, a video where we're gonna toss it up on the gram for everyone to kind of go vote for um and then uh, we got a fact fact of the day. So did you know that the Stanley cup has been around longer than the NHL? So the NHL was created 
Um, it was established in uh, 1917. And the Stanley Cup itself was created in uh, 1893. So quick math guy, big math guy here. Um, this is a 24, year, 20. Yeah. Uh, 24-year difference there. Um, and that the Stanley Cup was named after the Canadian um, governor. Uh, and his name was uh, Lord Stanley of Lord uh, Preston. Stanley. And uh, so he donated the trophy and the trophy was actually only seven inches high at that point. And it was kind of just the, 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 the cup. just the cup, just the cup. And then they, uh, they, they've obviously made it into one of the, the most prestigious trophy in all of sports and by far the coolest looking trophy in sports. Um, so that's, that's, uh, that's, that's the coolest the fact of the day um, that the, the Stanley Cup has been around a long, a lot longer than uh, the NHL. Oh yeah, and that's crazy, man. It's like probably just uh, for the teams that were playing. Somebody was like, "Here you go." Yeah, <laughs> Lord Stanley. I bet he didn't envision it having like eight, eight or nine or ten more layers and so yeah, I'm weighing thirty-five pounds now, and people <laughs> just absolutely, uh, you know, cry when they get this this prestigious trophy. Right. And uh, there's people that uh, go their whole NHL careers without even having the opportunity to even play for it. It's pretty wild. I hold it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think that that kind of covers every. You got anything else either you want to you want to talk about for this week? No, no. Just uh, well, Taylor Hall producing. Oh yeah, we got Taylor Hall producing. That was one guy we we forgot to talk about. Um, it definitely looks like Boston's kind of trying to you know turning things around. They've been playing a little bit better after after the couple of trades. Do want to say that the, the the defenseman that they picked up, I can't remember his name right now. Curtis Lazar, he's also yeah. Playing it. He's been playing very well, um, and um, so it, it, they're they're definitely turning turning things around right, th- right now. I think they're they're on a couple game winning streaks since the trade, and Taylor Hall's been a, a, a good factor in that. He's he had a couple goals, and uh, you know he's he's making a difference out there. Definitely, he's killing it. Um, but yeah, I think that that covers it all, and. Um, just wanted to uh, give a shout out to now we're up to over 600 followers on the, on the Instagram page. Um, make sure that you go uh, give us a follow on Facebook too, at fourth line beauties uh, Facebook page. Um, you know, we're, we're posting on there and everything as well. And um, we are currently working on um, making some really cool merch and stuff for, for everybody. Um, so that's in the, the process of being made. I'm definitely going to be uh, tossing up some of these designs on, uh, on the Instagram there to get your guys' uh, opinion on it to see if you like it or not. And uh, hopefully here in the next couple of weeks, we'll, we'll have a full page of stuff that you guys can kind of go on there and uh, support the brand. So um, be on the lookout for that. But other than that, I think uh, that covers it all. Yeah. Yeah. Fourth line beauty fourth line beauties and uh fucking uh wish us some luck on our uh on our voyage for the the championship uh on tuesday we'll uh we'll definitely have the verdict for you guys next week on uh whether we are champs or not and uh wish us some luck that we're gonna we're gonna pull this thing out from uh the worst team in the league to the best team in the league yeah go deep
Yep, go Deeks. <laughs> <laughs> all righty. Well, that covers it all, and we will uh, see you guys next week.